You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What is up, Saints fans? Welcome inside an emergency edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. So I just thought this was going to be a regular Monday. For people who don't know, I have off on Mondays. I just like to enjoy my Mondays, you know, go around, start bowling, come home, chill, maybe catch up on some movies I missed on my day off. But no... We got an emergency edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast today because the Saints and Eagles decided to just go make a blockbuster deal involving a plethora of draft picks. And the full-on count here, Eagles sending picks number 16, 19, pick number 194, which is in the sixth round, to the Saints in exchange for pick 18, pick 101 in the third round, pick 237 in the seventh round, a 2023 first-round pick, and 2024 second-round pick. My God, I am running out of energy here. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously... That is an absolute haul, a just absolute blockbuster deal here. And the possibilities of what this might lead to are freaking endless. Obviously, I know you guys are excited here, um, and, and I can see from the reaction. Obviously, if you have comments, throw them in. We'll talk about it. This is kind of going to be an open-ended podcast in the sense that, look, man, my guess is just as good as your guess. And I mean this. I really do mean this because there are so many ways you can go with uh, what the Saints might do here. Could they go wide receiver and BPA? Could they go wide receiver and offensive tackle? Could they go wide receiver and quarterback? Could they take these two picks and move up and get a quarterback they may want? Remember a guy like Malik Willis, who is considered the number one quarterback in this class. The Saints have already interviewed with him. What if the Saints really like him and want to move up? Like those are the possibilities out there. You can move up and get a QB. You can sit at 16 and 19 and get two really, really good players. Like hypothetically speaking, you can get just saying maybe Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa at 16 or at 19 and at 16 or 19, whichever one you don't use on Trevor Penning, you can get a receiver, hypothetically speaking. And that would really help out this Saints team. And I think that this trade actually is really beneficial from now, from the outside looking in, because the Saints haven't been super aggressive this offseason free agency, right? They haven't really upgraded their roster the way we wanted to see them do that. And I think part of it is the Saints are trying to be a financially responsible team. The days of them being $100 million over the cap and just pushing all the chips to the center of the table because they're trying to be this team that can you know win it all, those days are on hold for now. And I think that's the smart thing to do. So how can the Saints be competitive while also being financially responsible? Well, having multiple uh, draft picks this year and investing in young talent that's not going to cost you a lot of money, I think that's a good way. I think that's a really good thing to do. And for people who are bringing it up now about whether or not they'll go trade for a quarterback, uh, I do agree. Three first-round picks is pretty rich, but we did just see that with Trey Lance. I'm not saying that uh, it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, As for this hot take, Ritter over Willis, I'll talk about the QBs in just a bit if you guys want, and I'll bring up some more questions. So obviously load up the chat, and and I'll get into it. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to tell you this isn't a good trade. There's a lot of people that are going to tell you this is a a move that's going to backfire. Who the hell knows? Like I see, you know, Jesse brings it up. A lot of people are saying the Saints lost this trade. Last time I checked, it's April 4th. The trade just processed today. We will not know who won this trade until, I don't know, three, four years from now. Because remember, it's not just the picks that are made this year. It's the picks that the Eagles make next year. It's that second round pick the Eagles have in 2024. And how do those players play two, three years after they're drafted? So we're not going to get the answer to that. And the people that I trust, the people whose opinions I personally value, Talk about the pros of making this deal. You have to pick right. 
in order for us to say the Saints won this trade or lost this trade. And we all get that. Like, I'm just stating the obvious with that one. But the logistics of this move make an awful lot of sense, in my opinion. You know, what if the Saints really like a wide receiver the first round, right? And they know they want to take one. But man, they really like the quarterbacks in this round and they feel like, hey, Ritter or Pickett might be there in that mid-rounds range. Are we going to fault the Saints for getting a wide receiver and getting a quarterback they liked in the same draft class? I know I wouldn't fault them. And mind you, they would still have other picks to use later on. They would still have their second in this year's draft. They would still have one of their thirds in this year's draft. So the Saints would still have draft assets to go out there and fill other positions in need, like running back, like uh, safety, like tight end. So I'm really not worried about the logistics of this. I think this trade makes an awful lot of sense. And I personally like the aggression. We've been asking the Saints to be aggressive. When the Saints finally make an aggressive move, we can't complain about them being aggressive. Like we asked them to do that, right? So I, I can't I can't fault them for making this move. This is the second time this offseason that they've kind of gone uh, balls to the walls, I should say, and just gone for it. And I, I totally do like the idea here of potentially having two first-round picks or packaging them up for a quarterback that they may like. Now, I know the quarterback idea is probably going to rub some people the wrong way because maybe they don't want to trade up for a Malik Willis and maybe that's not their MO. But again, my belief is if the Saints really like a certain prospect, go for it, man. What is their fit in your football team? What's your vision for them two years, three years, five years from now? If it works, absolutely go for it. So I'm going to pull up in a second your comments and we're going to get to all of them because this is exciting, man. Like I said, this is more of a not really a Q&A format, but us just kind of chatting about the possibilities here because we don't know what the hell the Saints are going to do. The Saints could trade those two picks and move up in a span of an hour, and everything I could say could end up being just irrelevant because the Saints can nuke those plans. Before I do that, though, I want to real quick get into uh, this you know promo we got going on with DraftKings at Buku Media with the Final Four wrapping up tonight. Kansas, UNC, college basketball fans could join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code BOOT. You bet $5 on any college hoops team playing tonight, obviously UNC or Kansas. If they win, $200 in free bets, you win with the promo code BOOT. 21 or older to play restrictions apply. Obviously, that's a pretty good damn deal. And thankfully... The Saints did this trade before the national championship game because I don't think anything would have annoyed me more than me just watching that game and just chilling and all of a sudden realizing that the Saints just nuked the draft board. So uh, I, I will thank them for making this in the afternoon. So let's get into it. Let's talk about some comments you guys pulled up. If you have more, throw them in. I'll pull them up and we'll kind of just chat about it. But I'll just get into this one first from Juan over here talking about uh, the quarterbacks in this class, whether or not they're worth moving up for. I Look, I think everyone sees this class differently. I know a lot of people think it's a weak class. Personally, I think there are three quarterbacks that I really like. I love the traits that Malik Willis has. Like, I think Malik Willis is going to need work, but I think he has special traits that people trade up for. I think Kenny Pickett's the most pro-ready in this class, but that doesn't necessarily mean he has the highest ceiling because I don't think he does. And then someone who I talked about on a recent podcast who I know has spoken with the Saints and someone that I really do like watching and I think with the right development, he can get better is a guy like Desmond Ritter. I'm not saying they're going to go all in for a quarterback, but if they like Ritter or Pickett and still want to take another good player, like a wide receiver in the first round, then this trade kind of makes sense, right? Because they kind of X out the QB spot and X out whether it's offensive tackle, receiver, another position of need. Um, as for them going all in on the QB because they have Jamison Dalton, I don't necessarily feel that way. I, look, I told people when Jamis got signed, 
Jameis is going to be the starter this upcoming season. I totally feel that way. There's nothing that has been done to make me think otherwise. But when he got that deal, I said it, a couple of other people said it, like Ryan and Adam from the Saints Twitter podcast. It felt like a very bridge quarterback deal. And you can't yell at me for saying that. You asked the team why they gave him that deal. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying Jameis is a bridge quarterback. The deal that he got is very bridge quarterback S. That's kind of what they get. It's maybe in the upper echelon of it, but that's what that kind of contract is. So I don't think having Jameis and Dalton would deter the Saints from going QB. I don't know if they're going to go QB, but I don't think they would look at their depth chart and be like, man, we can't take a QB because we have Jameis and Dalton because Jameis is only signed through the 2023 season and Dalton's only signed through the 2022 season. So technically the Saints still, in theory, need a long-term option. That's just the way I see it. I'm not saying they're going to take one, but I do think that it is possible. Uh, John over here says Penning and Jamison Williams. Let me tell you something, John. If that's what the Saints go with, I can't tell you how happy I'd be because I think Trevor Penning, and it sucks to say this because I know everyone wants a receiver, I think Trevor Penning's got the makings of an absolute superstar at left tackle, and I want the Saints to get better at wide receiver. Now the Saints have the potential to get better at both positions, get their offensive tackle the future, and get a receiver, and you pick two guys that I absolutely adore in Trevor Penning and then Jamison Williams, who everyone knows that about once a week, I tweet that he's my wide receiver one just for good measure because I do love his game. If the Saints can do that, that's a haul. And all of a sudden, we kind of change the way we look at this Saints team because if those picks work out, the Saints are getting two players that people absolutely adore and people think very highly of. And I talked about whether or not this Saints roster is going to get better and the ways that they could do it. Getting two players like that, Penning and Williams, That'd be pretty damn good. I don't think they'd do Allen like that if Sean wants to come back. I don't know what this is in reference to. I might have missed something. Um, no, okay, I read it back. So, no, Sean Payton's not coming back. That idea is, in my opinion, um, just not going to happen. I do think that this type of trade, though, is great because I do think the Saints, twice now, this offseason, have kind of showed that they are willing to be aggressive. Now, whether or not this aggression is going to pay off is another story. Like there's two halves to the battle. One is making the move and the second one is executing with the move you made. But part one is done. The Saints have done that aggressive part. And I think that they've been aggressive under Dennis Allen enough for people to be somewhat cautiously optimistic or at least have something to look forward to. And I think that's what this deal does. But I do think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens there. Eagles pick Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. Ain't nobody giving them a W for this trade. Yeah, look, that's fair, man. That, that is fair. That is that is really fair. The Eagles have had mistakes of their own. Draft a wide receiver or trade for Metcalf. If the Saints are standing pat, 16 and 19, I think drafting a wide receiver makes so much more sense. Uh, I think DK Metcalf is an explosive playmaker. I think DK Metcalf would be awfully fun with Jameis Winston throwing him the football and Michael Thomas across from him. That's like just an absolute dream. But the problem with DK Metcalf, and that's why when I talk about potential wide receiver trades, I always say, hey, What's Tyler Lockett available for? What's Brandon Cooks available for? It's because not only are you trading a lot to get DK Metcalf, you're paying him a lot. And I think the Saints have shown that they're kind of trying to be a little bit more responsible with the cap. Uh, I know that we love to just absolutely dunk on cap nerds who tell us that the cap is real and it costs the Saints and the Saints are irresponsible. I love it. You love it. I know we all love doing that. But I think the Saints are a little bit tired of clearing $75 million in cap space every year. I don't really blame them. And doing a move like this, is going to help them towards, you know, not doing that anymore. So I, I'm absolutely okay with this. Imagine they draft a defensive end. You know, I thought about it. I didn't know if it was going to be in bad taste, guys. I'm curious what you guys think. So obviously you guys all refer to Marcus Davenport, Davenport as two first. Uh, I don't do that anymore because he played damn well. I think he loses the nickname. 
But do we technically have another two firsts on our team now? I, I think we technically do, right? Like they did trade. Uh, well, I don't know if it counts as two firsts anymore because they did trade 18 and a pick last, uh, for next year. So I don't know. You guys have to check me on that one. You guys have to check me on that one. My PFF mocks will be crazy now. Yeah, I bet. I, you know, so many of you have sent me uh, pro football focus mocks and I, I mostly love all of them. You guys got to change them now. And, and, and we'll see how it looks now with, uh, with those two premium picks. I'm going to be excited. Whatever you guys send me, I really do appreciate it. Joseph says, this is probably a tough question to answer, but who do you like more, Olave or Williams? Well, that is a tough question to answer. Uh, my answer is still Jamison Williams. I, I, you know, for me, maybe I'm biased here because I watched just about every Alabama game this past season. I, I, there's something about him. Like, it's, it just seems so easy for Jamison Williams. Not that it doesn't seem easy for Chris Olave because it is easy for Chris Olave. But Jamison just for me has that that game breaking speed and playmaking ability that I don't think anyone else in this class has when he's healthy. Now, if the Saints take Chris Olave, trust me, I will be damn happy. Um, from one Chris to another, I think Olave is damn great. But I do have Jamison Williams in my personal rankings. Just assuming that he will be healthy, I do have him ranked over Chris Olave. That takes nothing away from Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave would be a perfect fit for the Saints. He would make a lot of sense for them. They love the Ohio State lineage. He glides down the field. He has the speed, better speed than people think. And I think he's just a smart, polished receiver that really doesn't need to do that much work to become an immediate impact player. Not that Jamison needs that either. He is going to be an immediate impact player as well. I just personally like Jamison a little bit better. But as Zach said, I would absolutely love Chris Olave um, on, the, on the Saints. I absolutely would. Book is the expendable quarterback. We can take a QB. Yeah, look, I don't mean this to be disrespectful, so I'm going to say this, and some of you might laugh, and some of you might um, say this is harsh, but Ian Book, in terms of the quarterback picture right now, is absolutely irrelevant. Like, when I talk about quarterbacks, I'm thinking Jameis, Dalton, will they draft someone? Not at any point am I kind of thinking about Ian Book and what he might do, uh, and I talked about this on a recent podcast. If the Saints felt good about Ian Book, I personally would have thought that they wouldn't have signed Andy Dalton because I think they would have said, hey, you know, Ian Book's going to develop into a backup quarterback. Because when he got drafted, you guys can go back. I said, can he become Chase Daniel? And I don't know if he can even do that. Although I will say Chase Daniel's the finesse god when it comes to uh, quarterback contracts. So I got to give him his flowers there. But Ian Book, for me, he's kind of out of the picture about whether or not he's going to have an impact here. So I agree, John. He is expendable. And I do think the Saints can take a quarterback because like I said, they are not committed to a quarterback past 2023. Doesn't mean they will. It's just us kind of state, uh, stating the obvious as to what they can do. Any chance one of these picks are used on a safety? Um, yeah, look, if, if uh, Hamilton from Notre Dame is there, Kyle Hamilton, I, I think he's a top 10 prospect. He is someone for me that if he's available at 16 or 19, I think you could take him. And I don't think that, you know, taking Kyle Hamilton would be a bad pick at all. I think it'd be a great pick. I think Kyle Hamilton is one of the best, uh, 10 best prospects. Uh, if you guys want, there's a, there's a video of him showing off his range that I've maybe watched a thousand times and I'll watch it another thousand times. Cause it's so damn impressive. I'll share that one day on Twitter because now the idea of getting Kyle Hamilton's a little bit more possible than maybe it's seen before. Um, but who knows, man? I, I, I would not be mad if he was one of those picks, if the Saints had two picks and they used both of them and they didn't move up. I think that'd be great. Alex says, sets the table for a potential 2017 type draft class if we hit on most of the picks. All right, so I'm glad you said that because that is something I definitely wanted to talk about and, and something that I think is what you know something we have to stress with a trade like this. 
So many people are going to talk about whether or not the Saints lose this trade, win this trade, whatever it might be. Totally get it. Um, that comes with the the business and I guess the hot take, you know, narratives that come out of, of any move like this. The Saints' upside to a move like this is okay. You have two firsts. You have another. Uh, you have that second round pick that I believe is like forty eight ish. You got three top fifty picks. You can do a lot of damage with three top 50 picks. The Saints have done a lot of damage in the past. Think about Lattimore, Ramchek, Marcus Williams, all those becoming great players. Replicating 2017, very hard to do, probably borderline impossible. But if you can just go and continue to get impact players in the building, I think this is how in you know three years' time, if the Saints are a competitive team getting back to the playoffs at a consistent basis, we're going to look back, it'll probably be because of this draft. And if they don't, and they're in the shitter, and we're talking about the Saints not doing well and how they need to rebuild completely, we're going to look back at this draft and we're going to say they didn't hit those picks and they gave away a 2023rd and they gave away a 2024th, uh, second in uh, 2024. That's the the downside. But I do agree, Alex. It, it, there is the potential here to bring in a number of guys that can contribute past the 2022 season. And that idea excites me because... I do think this offseason, as I'm just evaluating the Saints' moves and kind of looking and asking, you know, what's the vision and what are they going to do, there is, A, this sense of kind of contentment with what they're dealing with on a roster basis. And I know the kids love to say that things are mid. I looked at the Saints' roster. I thought it was very mid at some points. This is an exciting move that that finally kind of draws you back in. And now we have to see what they do with these picks. But just the idea that the Saints can get too potential packed players in, on day one or even move those two and get a, a potential superstar on day one, that's exciting. Like that really does bring me back to the table and say, all right, how can this team build under Dennis Allen? And and I, I got to commend Mickey Loomis for the aggression. So I do think there is a chance um, that this could be big time and we'll see what happens, obviously. Jamison Williams, a transfer from Ohio State. Yeah, he is. So he does fill that quota. And also crazy enough how Ohio State can lose Jamison Williams and it didn't really matter much because you had a lobbying Garrett Wilson. Um, and also you have another one coming through the wings next year who's going to be a damn stud. So uh, they are loaded. You think with pick 16, the Saints will draft the first or second wide receiver off the board? I'm trying to think of possible teams who'd make a sneaky move and take a wide receiver. So that's a good question, uh, Joseph. And since you asked, I'll bring up the big board here. Here are possible teams. I think that could take a wide receiver before the New Orleans Saints. One of them. I believe is the Jets. I think the Jets have pick four and pick 10. I think pick 10 for the Jets makes an awful lot of sense for them to take a wide receiver. Remember the Jets try to get Tyree kill. Like they went all in to try and get Tyree kill. He just didn't agree to go to them. He went to Miami. I can't blame him. That's a team that I think could take a wide receiver. Um, I think a team like uh, Philly, look, they're still going to have picks, right? Yes. They're not going to have uh, pick 16 because now that's going to belong to the saints but they're still going to be picking in the first round. I still think a team like Philly can, before, let's say the Saints don't take one at 16, or even if the Saints do want to take one at 16, I believe Philly still owes uh, owns 15. So since Philly still has pick 15 and pick 19, they can get another receiver. I don't know if they're scared of drafting them anymore because they've proved time and time again they're not very good at it, but I do think that that's a possibility. So I would say Philly kind of makes me think that they could take one. I, I think that a team like the Jets can take one. And I'll throw Houston in there. I don't know if Houston's going to take one, but if Houston moves off from Brandon Cooks and they want a playmaker to add with Davis Mills, I don't think it'd be a bad idea. So those are three teams for me. 
that I think could take one. Let's say two of them take a wide receiver, right? Let's say Olave is one of them off the board, Olave or Wilson, and maybe Drake London somewhere in there. The Saints will still have a chance to get a guy like, in my opinion, Jamison Williams or Traylon Burks from Arkansas, who I know a lot of people like. And even if they don't want to go one then, they can figure out 16 and 19. And there are three receivers for me. Excuse me, I was going to say two. There are three on day two, specifically the second round, that I would love in New Orleans. And those three guys for me are as followed. Christian Watson from North Dakota State. I think Christian Watson should be a first-round pick. And I know some people think I'm overvaluing him. I personally am not. I think when you take a guy with his athleticism and his skill set and the way he's just dominated this pre-draft process, I think he should be a late first, but I still think he's going to go in the second. And I think he has day one potential. George Pickens from Georgia. George Pickens wasn't getting hurt constantly. George Pickens would be in the conversation with all these first-round wide receivers. That's another guy I like. And Sky Moore from Western Michigan. You want shiftiness. You want speed. You want slot capabilities. He checks off all those boxes. I think the Saints can get a guy like that on day two if they didn't go one on day one. But to answer the question, long story short, I kind of went on a tangent there. I do think that there are three teams, Texans, Jets, and Eagles, that can go with a wide receiver, excuse me, in the first round before the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Brad, I answered it before. Oh, actually, no, different question. I'm sorry. I almost jumped the gun there. Do I have Olave ranked higher than Wilson? I actually do. Garrett Wilson, I think, is the player who might excite you more when you're watching him because he's so physical and he makes those contested catches that you really like to see. But for me, what scares me about Garrett Wilson is he plays a physical brand of football, but his frame isn't as big as you might want it to be. He's only six foot. I think he weighed in around 193. I just don't know if that's a physical dominant receiver you're going to want, right? Like if someone takes Drake London because they love his stature, you know, Drake London is not my, my particular cup of tea, but he is 6'5". He is a physical specimen that you just have to account for. Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to be a fine football player. And if Garrett Wilson ends up on the New Orleans Saints, let's ride. Like, I would be totally cool with it. But I, I do think that there are limitations with Garrett Wilson, particularly just his overall frame, that I am, I'm not fond of necessarily that make me like Chris Olave more. I do think Chris Olave is a bit more polished. I think he can run routes better. And I, I for one, would prefer Olave over Garrett Wilson. But make no mistake, give me one of those Ohio State boys, and I would be very, very happy. Michael Thomas was stoked when he saw the trade details. Funny enough, so Michael Thomas was the second tweet I saw. So Schefter's came up, and I'm reading it. You know when you're reading a trade, and it doesn't hit you yet that your team's involved? Like, you're just kind of glancing through it, and all of a sudden you're, like, doing a little head turn, and then you're like, okay, that looks pretty good. So you start reading through it. That was me. And then by the time I went to go tweet at about it, Michael Thomas already wrote boom. And I was like, okay, well, Michael Thomas has done a complete 180. We went from like, is he playing another down again to dude, this guy cannot wait to play for the saints again. So that's great. And I'm for it. Saints are probably taking a QB and wide receiver first round, unless one of the O-line they love so much falls to them. Saints should draft trail on Burks. I like his game better than all the others. A, I can't knock you for saying QB and wide receiver. Like this is just me personally. If the saints walked away with Jamison Williams slash Chris Olave, and Kenny Pickett slash, you know, Desmond Ritter. I can't speak for everyone, but I would be really, really, really happy. Like, if the Saints got Pickett and Chris Olave or Pickett and Jamison Williams, I can't sit here and complain because you guys know I like those prospects. And I do think that adds to the excitement of the Saints. Like, hey, this is going to give them a chance to build past this season, you know? Because I don't think the NFC is right. Look, the NFC is for the taking, and I tweeted that the NFC is weak. But I don't think this is going to be the Saints' year to win the NFC. Like, I still think they're behind the Rams, and they're behind, whether we like it or not, teams like the Bucs or the Packers in terms of overall win-loss record. 
not scared of the box. I still think the Saints were going to hand them at least one L next season, but it's just the logistics of like, okay, their roster still needs work. And I don't know if the Saints are rebuilding, but are they in a soft retool? I think that's fair. So to, to kind of piggyback off your point there, if Saints go wide receiver QB in this ra- in this draft, that's exciting, man, because if those two picks hit, all of a sudden, that is something that lets you kind of build off. Look at what the Bengals did. It's a little bit different because they picked first, and I believe they picked fifth. But, man, they got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in back-to-back drafts, and they made a damn Super Bowl. And I'm not saying the Saints are just going to magically make a Super Bowl now, but those two positions in today's NFL, so damn important that if you get them right, everything else kind of falls into place. So we'll see what happens, but I, I am really, really excited. I have to believe this is a trade piece for an elite wide receiver. So I'm interested. Do you mean elite wide receiver in terms of trading for one, like a DK Metcalf? Because me personally, I don't think the Saints would make that move. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that they want to just kind of get rid of your whole farm and get rid of your resources for a guy who you got to bring in the building. You got to make sure he's a really, really good compatible fit with Michael Thomas and every other receiver in there and your quarterback. And then you got to pay him probably $25 million plus a year. Like for me personally, I don't see it that way, but it, it's possible. It, you never know. Like I said, I'm not going to rule anything out because I look like an idiot and you know what happens when you assume. So I will not assume about that, but I, I don't personally think that's where they're going to go, but we'll see what happens. Safety always seems a better day two position group for us seeing we draft so well. Yeah, look, it, it's possible. And and look, and I've said this so many times, man, a lot of it comes down to what's the Saints' vision of Marcus May. You're going to hear me say that for about, I don't know, 50 more times. If the Saints view Marcus May as a free safety, I am not worried about whether or not they're getting Kyle Hamilton in day one. I'm looking at maybe a Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Can he kind of fill that in-the-box safety role on day two? That makes a lot of sense. And man, I'd be pretty happy the Saints brought him in with uh, that 48th pick in that second round. So... I, I think that for the safety spot, I do agree. You can get some really, really good ones on day two, especially because we've seen it happen before. Von Bell, Marcus Williams, the Saints got a knack for that. So I do agree, John. I think you can go wide receiver and offense tackle on day one, hypothetically speaking, and then come back around on day two and get a safety. But I really am interested to see what the vision is for Marcus May. I know I say it all the time, but I want to know. I'm just a curious fellow, so I can't help myself there. To me, I like that the Saints are being aggressive. They have ident- they have identified some players, obviously, and have an opportunity to get them if they're available. Yeah, I know. I agree, right? The Saints don't make this trade because Mickey Loomis is sitting there on Twitter going, oh, man, Chris and people are complaining again that I'm not busy. I got to make a move here. No, Mickey Loomis doesn't give a shit what I have to say, and I don't blame him. But he does see someone out there, him and Jeff Ireland and Kai Harley. They saw maybe two players out here, maybe one prospect out there, maybe three. Who knows? that they're saying, man, they, we got to get them on our football team. And you don't make this move without knowing who the hell you want. And I, I do agree. That's a great point to make. Saints didn't do this just to please us. The Saints did this because there are a couple guys out there or maybe one guy out there that they think they got to be in the black and gold no matter what. And that excites me. Just that idea excites me. And we'll see who it is. We'll see who wins this you know, little bachelor sweepstakes over here. Um, but I am excited. And, and clearly, judging by the, the comments... You guys are definitely pleased with what's going on. My only concern is, let's say Jameis doesn't work out this year. We don't have a first-round pick for next year's good QB class. Yeah, look, so that that is why, when I mention QB, that's why I think it's a possibility, right? Because the Saints, like I said, are only locked into a quarterback through, ne- well, not this season coming up, the following season, so 2023. You, you got to know that Jameis is the answer, A, 
or you got to know you're taking a quarterback in this draft class to get rid of pick 2023. And it's one or the other. So if people want to tell me, I don't know what I'm saying, that's totally fine. I would just reverse and say they don't know what they're saying because the Saints are not going to go into the 2023 season with no long-term plan at quarterback. Like, that is just asinine. They did it last year. They're going to do it this year if they don't draft one. They would do it a third year. That makes no sense to me. So I do think that the Saints are either going to A, draft a quarterback in the first round this year, or B, behind closed doors, feel like Jameis can be the answer. And it's one of those two, and it's nothing else. There's no option C here because guess what? If the Saints don't think Jameis is the answer and the Saints don't want to draft a quarterback this year, well, guess what? Jameis would be going as a lame duck quarterback into the 2023 season with the Saints not having a first-round pick in 2023. That is how you become a bad football team. So I do think the Saints have a plan, and I do think the idea of next year's quarterback class is awfully intriguing. But I will say this. Everyone's talking about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and I get it. Like, they are exciting. I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the first quarterback taken off the board next year. I think C.J. Stroud is good enough to be the number one pick next year. I don't think the Saints, no matter who's quarterback next year, are going to be bad enough to pick in the top three. They're just not going to be because their defense is going to be competitive and they're going to play, worst case, as we all know, a 7-10, and 8-9 brand of football. That's just how they are. And anything over that would be great, but that's kind of the, the middle ground for a team like this. And I don't think they'd be able to get a C.J. Stroud anyway. Uh, and Bryce Young, look, the, the complaints people have about Bryce Young are complaints I've heard about other quarterbacks before. And I wouldn't be surprised that next year's, you know, just be careful of who we think looks great now because things change on the dime. I remember last year we were talking about how Spencer Rattler was going to be a first-round pick, and this man had to hit the transfer portal and go to South Carolina. And I wish him well. Maybe that move works out for him. And even Sam Howell, first-round pick. Well, he's probably not going first-round anymore. And Keaton Slovis. Everyone liked Keaton Slovis out of USC, although people got to stop getting fooled by USC quarterbacks. He transfers to Pitt. So... I, I do think like the idea of like, man, they're going to miss out on the 2023 QB class. Maybe it's totally possible, but we don't know, man. Things change on a dime in the NFL. And it is possible that th two, maybe three of the guys next year that look really attractive, all of a sudden they don't look like great prospects anymore. So it's possible. It is possible. Just happy there was some Saint news. Saints news has been dry other than the PJ news. You know, Zach, you bring that up. And when the PJ Williams news broke, I was so excited and I saw some people, like, they messaged me. They're like, man, you're not actually excited that PJ's back. I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, that's sad. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right that the PJ Williams news was the most exciting news the Saints had this offseason in terms of player movement. But you know what? I'm going to take what I can get. And you guys know I love PJ Williams, so I'll be taking it. Olave and Penning. Yeah, it looks like that seems to be, like, kind of the consensus for you guys. A lot of Trevor Penning, a lot of Chris Olave, a lot of um, Jameson Williams. And some of you, like Dustin, go in the – actual Saints route here. Don't be fooled getting two offensive linemen. I think that would be the day that I'd get off Twitter. I told myself this a lot of times. I wake up and I'm like, ah, do I want to get on Twitter today? I think if the Saints hypothetically, and it's not going to happen, hypothetically use their two first round picks on offense, offensive linemen, I'd probably just log out on Twitter for about a week. Uh, you know, it would just be an absolute madhouse. Jets meeting with Chris Olave today. Yep, they are. And there'll be many other teams that do so. And I do not blame them. I wonder if they went to get two first rounds to use those maybe to trade for elite wide receiver if available like Metcalf. So someone asked that before. It's not a terrible ask. I think it's a, just a dumb trade for the Saints if they were to do that. Uh, and the reason I say that is I, the Saints are not a DK Metcalf away from being a Super Bowl contender, right? Are the Saints potentially two really nice prospects from hitting away from getting back on track? I think the answer to that question is yes. 
more than getting DK Metcalf and becoming an instant contender. And I think if the Saints were to mortgage so many picks, they would be trading pick 16, pick 19. Technically, in theory, a pick, a first round pick next year, a second round pick in 2024, all that to kind of get a DK Metcalf. I, I don't see it. I think that's not going to happen. Um, if it does, all right, I'll obviously have to just reassess the situation. But I don't think the Saints would mortgage so many picks for a, a you know, a DK Metcalf. It just doesn't make enough sense to me personally. Atlanta takes a wide receiver. Look, if Atlanta takes a wide receiver at eight, man, I'm going to laugh. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh really damn hard because, you know, the Saints get shit on from people when they make mistakes. The Falcons got rid of Julio Jones, drafted Kyle Pitts at four when they knew that they were going to get rid of Matt Ryan eventually. So they could have got a, a long-term succession plan, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, whichever one you want to pick. They went with Kyle Pitts at four. And guess who was taken after them? Jamar Chase. And guess what? If they were to skip on Jamar Chase and then go wide receiver next year, when all these wide receivers I really like, I don't think any of them are going to touch Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is so damn special. That would just be, in my opinion, just really bad management from them. I don't disagree with you, Michael. It's definitely possible that the Falcons can go wide receiver. But I think that that would be just really bad management to, to go tight end next last year after you got rid of Julio, when you could have also gone receiver or got a Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and you could have brought in Jamar Chase, you didn't. Uh, I find that out. Khalil Shakir from Boise State would be great if we have to wait until after day one. Yeah, look, I'm telling people, man, you want to talk about all these day one guys, and I love all of them, but you look on day two, and whether it's Shakir or whether it's Christian Watson or whether it's Jalen Tolbert or whether it's, it's Sky Moore or George Pickens or Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, my God, there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class. So, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. The Saints are, I think the Saints are going to get one. It just matters when, day one or day two. Teams will take a wide receiver Jets, Washington, Falcons, Eagles, Chargers. Uh, I agree on Jets. I am half and half on Falcons. I'm half and half on Washington. I do think Drake London for Washington makes a lot of sense. Um, I agree on the Eagles one. I do agree on the Chargers one. I think the Chargers are either going wide receiver or they're going Jordan Davis from, from Georgia. That's kind of how I feel about that. Both picks for 2022. Yep. Both picks 2022. I don't see us going quarterback. I say we're going to fill the holes in my receiver room in the offensive tackle position with the loss of T-Stead. It's possible, man. It is totally possible. I'm not going to dismiss that. Um, I will say, though, if the Saints do go that route, then they better feel really, really good about what they got in James Winston because, remember, you don't got a first-round pick next year. So if James didn't play well and you didn't draft a quarterback and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Well, you can't draft one in 2023 unless you're willing to get rid of all your 2024 picks, which, mind you, you already just got rid of a 2024 second. So it's one or the other. Either the Saints feel really, really good about Jameis Winston or one of these first-round picks is going to be used on a quarterback. I, I just think that's possible. I just think that – I do think that's possible. Chance for double dip at wide receiver? I, I'm going to say no, but, man, wouldn't it be funny, man? Like, the last year and a half, we've all complained about wide receiver, me more than most. Would be comical if the Saints were like, you want wide receivers? Here, take two of them. and. That would that would be funny. It would be funny. And it would really liven up the offense. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't complain about it. But I do think getting rid of a first to double up at the position seems a bit odd. One wide receiver, totally for it. Whether or not that they get two, I'm, I'm going to say no. They could get two in the draft. I just don't think two in the first round. I think that's rich. Do you think drafting a quarterback could burn a bridge since Jameis really emphasizes convo with DA about being the starting quarterback? No, I don't think so, man. For two reasons. A, Jameis is a professional. And Jameis knows just as more, just as much as any other quarterback about how things change in this league, and people can say that you're quarter, you're their quarterback 
And, you know, things just change, man. I remember when the, the Bears got Andy Dalton, they put out like a QB1 tweet. And everyone was like, yeah, sure, we really believe you. And then they went and they drafted Justin Fields, and immediately that tweet, like, became irrelevant. Like, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I don't think Jameis Winston's bridge with the Saints will get burnt because I do think Jameis is going to start this year, and I do think that Jameis knows better than anyone else that he knows this NFL is a business. He went, spent his time with the Bucs, and the Bucs replaced him immediately for Tom Brady. He knows that it's a business. He understands that. I don't think there'd be any worrying about bridges getting burnt. And, you know, if you're worried about that, I, I will say this. Even if the Saints draft a quarterback, if Jameis Winston goes out and performs well, guess what? He will have a starting job in this league regardless if it's in New Orleans or not. Like, it's all up to him. No matter what the Saints do, that can't change his mindset because if Jameis Winston plays well, Jameis Winston will have a home in the NFL for a very long time. So I, I do think that he has to kind of block that out, and I don't think he can let him affect him because if it does affect him, man— I think that it's going to start. Uh, it's going to it's going to affect his own play. So I wouldn't worry about that. Jameis is a pros pro. Um, I don't think it's going to be a problem if they were to do that. Do you think doubling up on picks in in the first mean the Saints are trying to make a push to contend in late January? Um, look, in theory, that would be great, right? But I do think a move like this is a move that you make because you think it's going to get you back on the right track to where you were two years ago, three years ago. You know, when you either double up on first round picks, you're either taking two premium players that are going to be kind of, um, what's the, what's the word I want to use kind of foundational pieces of your roster, or they're going to be moving up to get that building block that they desperately want. So I don't think it's about this next January. I think it's about all the Januaries that follow. And I know that's kind of a loophole of me saying that, but that's how I truly feel about a move like this. I think you make this move with the intention that man, we're going to go back to being a perennial playoff team not just a team that is going to compete and hope that we can make wild card weekend by winning our final game and a team losing theirs. Like, I think it's all about the Januarys to come, not just the 2023 one. Do you think we use three these picks as capital trade up in the top 10? I think it's possible, Ben. I think it's a great question. I think it is a, it's on the table. That's what I will say. It's on the table for the New Orleans Saints. If they want to make this move, they can go do it. They have the luxury. They have the assets. I, I think it's possible. I do think it's possible. Now, do remember, if they do make that trade, then all of a sudden, you are really, really putting all your eggs in one basket because that's two firsts this year, next year's first, 2024 second. So you got to be damn sure about what you do here, whether it's keeping the two picks or just going for one player and moving up again. How does the potential Sean trade next year affect the willingness to trade the first next year? You know what, man? That's shame on me that I didn't bring that up, and kudos to you for, do, for bringing that up. I don't know if that affects the Saints' mythology, but I do wonder if the Saints in the back of their mind are like, yo, if Sean Payton comes back, we're getting picks. We're getting picks for Sean Payton, even if it's just one first. So hypothetically speaking, that is a really good point. I'm going to keep that on the back burner in my mind. Um, I don't know if the Saints know for sure that Sean's going to come back immediately next year. Ideally, he does, right? Like a lot of people say, I don't want Sean back. I want Sean Payton back so the Saints can get some draft picks for him before he comes back, I don't know, four years from now, and they get nothing for him. So... I would take him coming back to the NFL so they can go get picks from someone else. I, I think that that would be great. And mind you, if Sean does come back and he plays somewhere else, they are going, in my mind, to get at least a first, whether that's 2023 or 2024. That would give them more ammo again. So that is an excellent point. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Seriously, thank you for bringing that up.
Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm going to pull this up here for Mass Stuff Podcast over here. If you guys want more Saints content, seems like he's doing it, go give him a follow, man. I'd, I'd love to shout him out right there. I've watched Matthews likes like a hawk, and he wants to be in, in NOLA. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I've, I've listened to enough Tyron Matthews stuff to think about, you know, whether or not he wants to come here, and I think that he probably wants to come here. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it, it sounds pretty interesting. Do you think our free agency period is over after this trade? No, I disagree. Um, I, I think that the Saints are kind of waiting it out. Uh, this is the awkward phase of free agency where people are vo- overvaluing themselves um, and they think they go for more than they should. And I get it. Like, that always happens. But when this does go down and you get in a situation where guys like Jarvis Landry are asking for $20 million a year, you got to wait. You got to let the storm kind of calm down. And then you go get veterans that can play a, fact, a role this year while out without crippling your cap. So... Um, I, I think that they will be they, they will find a way to add some veterans to their roster for the right price. Um, just right now is not the right price. So we'll see what happens. But I, I do think that they will they will add. I would draft a wide receiver with both of those two first rounds. I would not. Um, I respect your aggression. Um, but <laughs> I wouldn't. I think the Saints got too many holes to go wide receiver, wide receiver, but I do want one to be a wide receiver if they keep both. The only way I see that happening is because I believe they know Sean is coming back and will be traded for at least two third-round picks if someone really want him as a coach. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't look. I don't know if they'll get two or third first-round picks for Sean. Um, I kind of hesitate towards how many they can get. I do feel really good about them getting one, um, and and that does make it interesting. As for hey, do they feel like we can get rid of these picks because we're going to get them back in a Sean trade? Maybe, but we'll see what happens. And I will throw that out there. If you really, really want a Sean train to be uh, Sean trade to go down, you want a desperate one. I would look at the Chargers next season. The Chargers don't make the playoffs. I think they're going to move on from Staley because they have too much talent to not make the playoffs next year. And in a division that has the Chiefs and has the renew look Broncos with Russell Wilson and has the Raiders now adding Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, and those boys, they're going to need a head coach if they miss the playoffs. And ideally, you want to trade Sean Payton and get him out of the NFC. So I. I think that'd be pretty good. Crazy how two weeks ago, these picks were on the edge of being sent to the Texans, and now we're sitting here. Yep. Like I said, man, NFL turns and moves so quick. Just when you think you know something, everything changes. That's why I sometimes just try to keep a very speculative take on things because I could say one thing today. I could tell you guys I want Jamison Williams and Trevor Penning, and I could wake up tomorrow and the Saints can trade those two first-round picks. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to rechange how I, I focus. Just hopped on. Who you who you guessing me grab at 16 and 19? The way I see it, I think one of them will be a wide receiver. And I think the other one is going to be maybe a guy like Kenny Pickett. I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. That's just the way I think it could go down. I just think the Saints are making a really big gamble here to move those picks if they don't like a quarterback at one of those spots. Um, ideally, though, if you want the perfect world scenario, it's the Saints feel good about Jameis and go Trevor Penning and a wide receiver because that would let them be the most competitive football team this year. Um, but if I'm kind of looking ahead and saying, I don't know what the Saints feel about with their quarterback situation, then maybe one of those is a QB and the other one is wide receiver offense tackle. But if I told you what I really wanted, I'd probably pick a wide receiver with one of those and I would maybe go QB because I think the Saints really got to lock this thing down, but we'll see what happens. But I think that it's QB, offense tackle, wide receiver. Those are the three positions I'm looking at. If they go defense, it better be Kyle Hamilton slipping. Or else you kind of look a little ridiculous to use one of those on like a, um, 
who am I thinking of? I, I guess like a Jordan Davis. I, I think that would frustrate Saints if the, uh, Saints fans if they did that. Um, I don't think they will, though. They will not draft a QB this offseason. It will be offense, tackle, and receiver. I mean, we don't know that. Uh, it's very possible. And I do think that the Saints have a chance to go Q, uh, wide receiver and offense tackle and just build around the QB spot. And I think, like I said, that would be the best for this year's Saints team. I just, I don't know. Um, and and I, I really am question. I am questioning what they're thinking about with the quarterback room because the quarterback room does have a couple question marks, and I'll get to that in a second. Now that we moved on from Taysom at QB, do you think Taysom will leave to try and get a job one day? No, I don't think so, man. Taysom's getting paid well. He's going to play tight end. I still think they're going to do QB power, man, because who the hell is going to stop that in short yard situations? So if it didn't work with the Saints under Sean Payton, where is it going to work would be my question. And I think sometimes the grass is the grass isn't always green on the other side. We all know that. But more importantly, the Saints have treated Taysom Hill better than any other team would treat him, in my opinion. And I, I think he's got to know that. I think he's got to know that his best spot is right here in New Orleans. Why would the Saints draft a QB where you need to build around Jameis? We just showed we're trying to win now. You'd be sending the wrong message to your team. It would be a bad move for DA. I disagree that it would be sending the wrong message because, A, the Saints do not have a bona fide star at QB right now. B, I think Dennis Allen knows more than anyone else. You need a QB to win this league, and if you don't have the right QB, you're not winning in this league. And for a guy who's on his second head coaching job, and realistically, this is his last chance he's going to get at being a head coach, I think he knows that more than anyone else. And C, um, you know, everyone talks about the QB depth chart. The QB depth chart is grossly overrated. Taysom Hill moving to tight end, so he's out of the picture. Ian Book, all puns aside about closing the book on him, like, I, I don't think he's going to be an NFL quarterback. So, like, I don't see anything maturing there. Andy Dalton is an upgrade over Trevor Simeon, but Andy Dalton at this stage in his career is a backup quarterback who you really don't want him playing more than three, four games. God forbid Jameis went down for a couple of games. I don't know, like a sprained ankle or something. Although Jameis is a tough dude, so I, I'd imagine he plays through that anyway. But he really is a backup quarterback. And then Jameis Winston, yes, the tools are there. The arm town is definitely there. But the Saints only gave him a two-year contract with a lot of that money being guaranteed in the first year what is the answer long-term? Like, they don't technically have that on their roster. They haven't committed to that, financially speaking. I'm not saying the Saints should draft a quarterback. I'm not saying the Saints are going to draft a quarterback. But the Saints are not in a position to say we are absolutely set at quarterback. Like, I, I think that is a narrative that we have to stop. And if the Saints come out here and don't draft a quarterback and they get wide receiver and offensive tackle and they come out here and next season you see Jameis Winston playing damn well, the conversation's over. Like, it's over. We shut that down. But until we see that, we have to wait and have some type of pause. Because if you go into the draft assuming the Saints aren't going to take a quarterback, and the Saints do take a quarterback, you're going to be pretty damn pissed. And I, and I do think that there is some pause as to whether or not they are definitely pleased and content with this room. And they've done their homework on Malik Willis. I know that for a fact. They've done their homework on Kenny Pickett. I know that for a fact. I know they've done their homework on Desmond Ritter. I spoke to him last week about the Saints. He said they were high up on his list in terms of teams he spoke to. Doesn't mean they're taking any of them, but the Saints are putting a lot of homework into this quarterback class, and the Saints just treated up to get another first. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying that if you guys don't think it's a possibility, I think that's just a little naive because I, I do think that the Saints really, really do have work to do, offensively speaking. Holes at wide receiver. Holes at offensive tackle. Holes at tight end. Need another running back. But more importantly, all those positions, if the Saints don't feel great about their quarterback room, then those position needs all of a sudden get hide into a 12. So we'll see what happens. I would be ecstatic if the Saints go Trevor Penning and Jamison Williams. Trevor Penning 
and um, Chris Olave or even throw in another offensive tackle um, like Charles Cross from Mississippi State, I'd be pleased with him for sure. He's a gamer. So there are, there are options there, but I do think that they could go quarterback. Like I think it's, an, it's a possibility. So this isn't me saying that's what I want. It's what is on the table because the Saints have so many moves they've made this offseason have left that door open. That's just the way I see it. Um, does not mean that it's going to happen. How much do you trust Mark Ingram as the number two back or will we look one for the in the draft? I think they need another another running back. Um, I don't care if it's a Kyron Williams. I don't care if it's Devontae Price from Florida International. Uh, ideally, my guy is James Cook out of Georgia. I think he's a great fit for the Saints. I think he would fit in perfectly with Alvin Kamara. I don't know if they would go running back that early, though, because he really, for me, is a round three pick. Um, maybe you get lucky slips to round four, but that, that seems rich for me. I think he's a, round, a third round pick. Um, but I think Cook would be excellent. And I love Mark Ingram. I think he's great with energy. I think he's great for the locker room. But they they need some fresh life there, man. They need some fresh life there. You're getting at least two or three first-rounders for Sean. Bucks gave two first-rounders and two second and money for Gruden back in 2001. I, look, I'm not disagreeing with what the Bucks, you know, ended up giving up for Gruden. But the NFL always changes in terms of value and stuff. And I'm not comparing the two coaches. But I think Bruce Arians got basically traded for a bag of chips. Um, if I can be right, let me just pull this up real quick. Sean Payton, so much better than Bruce Arians. I totally get that, but I'm pulling it up here. Bucks sent a 2019 six-round pick to Arizona for Arians and a 2019 seven-round pick. So is Sean worth at least two or three? Like maybe to our eyes, he's worth two or three, but are two teams going to give, as a team going to give up two to three first? I, I think no on three. You can sell me on two. I, I could get behind two. Like that, that would be, that'd be the best possible scenario in my eyes. You get two first-round picks for Sean. You're packing his bags for him. You're getting him a first-class flight the hell out of here. But um, I, I do think three is a little rich. I, I think it was a different NFL then. Like, I think teams know how valuable picks are um, now more than ever. I could be wrong, but it, it's possible. Derek Stingley, I mean, do they need him? Uh, I, I'm going to say no. I, I know LSU Saints fans would love that, but I don't think they need cornerback right now. Willis and Burks. Hey, look, if the Saints walked away with Malik Willis and Traylon Burks, I think a lot of Saints fans would be pretty, pretty pleased with that. You know, in my opinion, I think we'd all put our heads through a wall if one of these picks turns out into be uh, to turns out to be a defensive lineman. And not gonna lie, I kind of forgot about Peyton Turner. Yeah, look, now it can't be defensive lineman, man. They, 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 it can't be defensive lineman. I do not think it'll be defensive line at all. That's the only position they've actually invested in this offseason. You're talking about Catavia Street, and obviously uh, the Texans defensive tackle they added the other day. I, I can't see it being defensive line. I would not put my head through a wall though, because I, you know, I don't think it's worth it. But I do think some Saints fans would, so I do agree on that. Jameis is definitely a star. Check the stat sheets. The dude's been balling. All right, look, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I know people just, just hate when I say this. I think Jameis is a NFL starting quarterback, and I think Jameis did a really good job of debunking this stupid narrative that he was a turnover machine because the 30-pick season is an anomaly. Like, it's, it's absolutely an anomaly. Jameis Winston averages, like, for his career, like 14 picks. And that's a safe number. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with 14 picks. The Niners made a Super Bowl, and I think Jimmy G had 27 touchdowns and 14 picks that year. And I think Jameis is better than Jimmy G. I do not see under any circumstances what we've seen so far from Jameis for me to say he's a star, though. I think that is that is ridiculous. He wasn't even averaging 200 yards per game. Some of that's on the receiving group. Some of that was the Saints offense being very pedestrian and safe. Um, I think the Saints are better with Jameis Winston than they are with any of the other quarterbacks on their roster. I think had Jameis not gotten hurt, the Saints would have made the playoffs last year. But the Saints under Jameis Winston 
And that is not necessarily his fault. It could be the place, the play calling structure way more than his fault. I've not seen anything to say, Oh man, like he's definitely a star. That's just, that's just me. So that's just the way I see it. Uh, I know people are going to be pissed if the saints draft a quarterback. I'm not necessarily blaming people if they want to get mad about that, but the saints can't keep telling me and doing short-term deals and wanting me to believe that I, that that they think their quarterback long-term is in the building. Um, because maybe he will be like talent wise. I do agree. I think out of quarterbacks that I've seen come out of the draft, I'll just go over the last 10 years. Jameis is towards the top of like arm talent that I've ever seen. Like he was always there, but when the saints keep going short-term deal after short-term deal, after short-term deal, you can't keep convincing me that Jameis just keeps taking pay cuts just to stay with the saints. Like he does love the saints and he loves the culture and the culture loves him and rightfully so. But if he could get a long-term deal from the Saints, he would have. Like that, I think that's important to say. So I, I have no problem if they want to go all in and build around Jameis. I think it would make this season very fun. Like if the Saints go wide receiver and offensive tackle, we're going to have a blast watching the season probably, as long as people stay healthy. But they can't keep telling me one thing and showing me one thing and saying it's another. Um, I wasn't born yesterday, so the Saints can't keep doing these moves at the quarterback spot and expect me to think that I believe them because – I, I don't like they do. They've done it too many times where I'm just not going to believe them. How to hop on the YouTube live instead of Twitter. So many comments can pop up uh, with that being said, Jamison at 16. Hey, look, man, I'm with it. I'm with it. If the Saints get Jamison Williams at 16 or 19, sign me the hell up. Um, I think he's my favorite prospect to watch. I just think he's so damn explosive. And I think the Saints obviously need a wide receiver. And I think with Jamis Winston's arm, you're talking about a guy downfield that you're just going to utilize. That's it, man. That's absolutely it. Everyone's sleeping on Matt Corral. Possible, man. I, I I admittedly have to watch more of him. I've just been so locked in on Malik and, and Pickett and Desmond Ritter and even Sam Howell that I haven't watched enough Matt Corral. Um, at least from what I've heard, Matt Corral's arm talent is up there. Uh, gives you the dual threat capabilities. I've seen him enough in play. I, I don't know if he's ready year one to play, but I don't think any of them have to be if they were to draft a quarterback because I think Jameis is starting next year regardless. But um, I'll, I will go back to that, and, and we'll talk about Matt Corral another day. But admittedly, I have not watched enough um, to say that I want Matt Corral back. I uh, want Matt Corral back. want him here. Uh, I don't like any QBs in this draft over Jameis. I don't think you're alone. I, I think that seems to be a 50-50 kind of thing. Uh, Jameis slash Olave and Ritter is ideal for me. I, I think that'd be pretty good. Like I, I, You don't have to move up for a quarterback. You check that off. But you also get Jameis a weapon for this year. Also getting a future quarterback, another weapon. It makes a lot of sense, at least the way I look at it. Jameis is the answer in cheap, too. Why don't people just uh, build around him if he would have stayed healthy? The Saints would have been in the playoffs, period. I do agree. Saints would have been in the playoffs if he were healthy. Like, I, I don't think they lose the Titans game. I don't think they lose. I don't think they lose the Falcons game. So even if I just take one of those, they just needed to win one of those two that I mentioned, they would have made the playoffs. Um, but I, I can't sit here and say that the Saints don't, the Saints don't have to take quarterback. Like I said, their contracts are all short term. Same thing for Andy Dalton. Like Andy Dalton is a backup through and through now at this point in his career. And he's on a one-year deal. Uh, Jameis, two-year deal. So we'll see what happens. Jameis one-on-one going to show up when you start talking numbers. Hey, look, I, I actually have had really respectful talks with Jameis one-on-one. Um, and I don't, I have no beef with Jameis one-on-one. So anytime he comes to my mentions, I do enjoy the numbers that he comes with. And I think the one thing that he brings up that I do like is the efficiency passing ratings because those can be very telling. Um, But what I will say is, though, 
he can bring up those numbers and it doesn't change what my opinion might be, just like what I might say might not change his opinion. Um, and I do think that Jameis looked like a really, really good, efficient quarterback last year. But the Saints offense was not a world beater when they were playing. And I'm not blaming him. The wide receiving group, worse than the NFL last year. So part of that's the wide receivers. Part of it was the play calling. Part of it was him being, af- I'm not saying afraid, but him not taking enough chances down the field. Like he just didn't look comfortable at first. So um, I-, I just think that there are questions in my opinion. That's just my opinion. That's all I think. If the Saints build around Jameis, let's ride. I will say it a million fucking times. But I, I do think though that there are two options that can go. Build around, build currently while addressing your future. Or just going straight all in on the future, which would probably be the more risky one. And I don't know if people would like that. Who are your top five receivers you want in order? Okay. I would go first, Jamison Williams. That's my dude. I would go second. I would go Chris Olave. I would go third. I'd go Traylon Burks. I think Traylon Burks is a lot. I don't know why people are overthinking Traylon Burks. Right? I've seen people say he's, he's too heavy. I don't see it. Some people say he's not fast enough. Game speed is different from 40, uh, 40 speed. And some people just don't question whether or not he can make plays downfield. I've seen it a million times. He looks like A.J. Brown to me. Uh, I, I like Traylon Burks. He would be my three. I would put, I'd probably go Garrett Wilson as my four. Um, and I'm biased. I would go Christian Watson as, as my five. Um, I don't like Drake London per se for the Saints fit um, because they would have to use him as Marcus Colson. I don't know if they'd be able to replicate that. But I do think though that there, there's an intriguement with Drake London. He's just not my cup of tea in terms of what I'd want from a receiver. That's just me. I wouldn't be happy with the QB in the draft, and you already talked on Twitter about this. Jameis literally was leading us to the playoffs. No wide receiver banked up O line. You don't need 400 yards to be QB1. Uh, you don't need 400 yards to be QB1. Totally agree. I don't think you need 300 yards to be QB1. I think you need your team to believe you are QB1, though, and that means like front office, organization, whatever. Um, I, I think the Saints can build around Jameis, and it could definitely work. I question, though, how they feel about that strategy, though. And they could show us all. Like, the draft is less than a month away. So I think we're going to get our answer very quick. Um, And I do agree, last year they would have made the playoffs. I do think next year's team is not as good as last year's team. Um, I do think they could be better wide receiver because you can't get worse than what you were last year. But I think other position groups, safety, offensive tackle, some of those spots might take a hit. So I'm curious to see how that all pans out. But um, I, I do think we will get our answer fairly soon, I would say. I still really want them to trade for Tyler Lockett. Yeah, don't we all, man? Don't we all? I would, I would love Tyler Lockett on the Saints. I really would. I'll say this. I'll be excited if we go off and tackle for the left tackle spot and wide receiver in the first round. Uh, yeah, look, that that is the ideal scenario if we're playing for this year. That's just how I see it. That's that's just how I see it. Do you have a new mock draft coming out after these trades? Uh, look, Steven, I actually don't really do mock drafts. If you guys want me to do one, I'll do two. I'll do one, which is the build-around Jameis mock draft, and I will do two on the how can you get a quarterback while also fixing this year's team mock draft. I'll make two of them, and I'll put them up at some point this week. I'll let this marinate for a little bit because obviously this trade's kind of fresh, but um, I will if you guys want. Dalvin's brother's below average. I've watched him since high school. Look, I personally disagree. I I think that um, when you look at his game, I think that James Cook is a guy who unfortunately had to share the workload at Georgia. And I think whether it's him kind of getting through the hole and his jump cuts and his ability to go out wide and make catches, um, I I think that he's a really nice back. I don't know if he'll... He's not going to be Dalvin. He's not going to be Dalvin. Dalvin was special when you saw him. You saw him at Florida State and you knew that Dalvin was going to be special. I don't get those vibes from James, but James can be a good, 
I would say one half of a good backfield. That's how I see it. Um, Saints have one half of the backfield, but they got to go get another uh, running back, in my opinion. So I would be totally uh, okay with them going that route. Safety we have to look at is Nick Cross. He's the prototype that the Saints love. Um, Funny enough, someone did mention him the other day to me. I got to go watch his film, man. I I forgot to mention him, though, but I I will go check him out. Um, But I'll take your word for it, John. What do you think is the holdup with Honey Badger? I'm not even as excited as anyone else, but he certainly fills a hole and seems like he really wants to come. I I think it's twofold. I think part of it's the money, and I think part of it, on the other hand, is, you know, what's the Saints' visions for their safeties, right? If Marcus May is the box safety, then I don't think you need Tyron Matthew as much. If Marcus May is your free safety, then I think Tyron Matthew does make an awful lot of sense, but what if the Saints don't want to commit to talk about, you know, whether or not, they want to invest long-term money into Tyron Matthews. So I think a lot of it has to be money, but I do think the fit is important, right? Because if Marcus May is what the Saints view as, you know, their other safety spot, as a strong safety, then maybe they don't really want to bring Tyron in. But if they view Marcus May as a free safety, but they really don't want to spend a lot of money on Tyron past 2022, then that becomes tricky. I'm with you guys. I would like to see Tyron Matthews in a Saints uniform because A, I want the Saints to get good football players on their team, and B, the reunion would be cool, and they need safeties. But I, I do think that's a little bit more complicated because the, the financial part is just as big as anything in this. But also, like, they're sh- they are shuffling the hell out of this secondary spot, right? Out goes Marcus. Out goes Malcolm. In comes Marcus May. In comes Daniel Sorensen, although I would imagine he doesn't have a huge role on defense. And then, obviously, staying is P.J. Williams. So a lot of shuffling. Not sure how it's going to go down. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be re- really interesting. So... I've been on here for an hour, and that's what happens when you start rambling and having fun talking to you guys. And obviously, you guys have kept me awfully entertained with all your comments. Um, But I'm going to wrap it up at this point. We've gone through a lot. If I didn't answer any draft-related questions, I will get to them on Twitter. Just hit me up, um, and I will get to them. Last question here. I'll end it on this one. Do you see us paying CD the bag that he deserves next year? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I I love CD, man. I, I hope they keep him. I don't know how much they want to pay for a guy if they only keep him in that slot role because you can't pay. I wouldn't pay more than like $10 million a year for a slot corner. That's a lot to pay for a slot corner. But, hey, if they, you know, change his role or he costs what I said, like $10 million for a slot, I guess let's do it. Um, but I would love CD to stay, but we'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for this edition, guys, of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I, I can't stress enough. Really appreciate you guys coming in. Um, anyone who has continuing conversations, just hit me up. We can continue, uh, DM Twitter replies, whatever it might be. Um, obviously I'll be talking about saints all day. Um, but again, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for leaving comments. I love chatting with you guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. So excited to see what's next for the saints could go to offensive playmakers could move up. Um, could uh, there's so many possibilities and it's all possible because of this trade that they made today. And we'll see if it all pays off in the end. But that's going to do it, guys. As always, keep it plugged in to the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.